2109 S09 Living by God's Word Into you right now, 
right now. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That money that you have been chasing, that money that you have been chasing, that has been consuming your mind, I declare to you that you will stop because the money will start chasing you. Oh, it will start chasing you. It will start running after you now. You have been chasing, chasing. You have done all you know to do. Uh-uh. It is, look, things have been turned. The money will start chasing you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we step into those open doors. We step, look, step into the open doors. The doors that you thought were closed, they are not closed. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, you will go back and you'll find that those doors have been opened unto you. And it's not by power, it's not by might, it is by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Oh, you will go to the places where you have, you put in so much effort. You have done all you know how to do. You have yarned and you have talked. You will go back near and you will see that, uh-uh, it has been done. Because it's not by power, it's not by might, it is by the Spirit of God. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Because <laughs> only you, only you can do what men cannot do. Only you, only you can go into a man's heart and turn it. Hallelujah. Maybe you are here, you need the heart of a man to be turned towards you. Hey, you are in the right place. Do you hear what I said? I said you are in the right place. You are looking to the right place. You are looking to the right person. Because it is God that touched a king in the night. Woke him up in the middle of the night. He went past all his SSS. He went past all his security. He went past the bulletproof, the bombproof shelter. And he went and he tapped the king and said, wake up, wake up, wake up. You have forgotten about my righteous man. Go and do what is right. Amen. Amen. That is our God. And he will cause your name. He's the one that will cause your name to be mentioned before kings. He's the one that will look, you look, leave your enemies alone. Hallelujah. The devil has you busy fighting the wrong battle. Your battle is not with men, no. Your battle is not with your neighbor. It's not with your village people. Hey, your job is to stand and to remind God and to lift your face and say, God, you said this. This is what you said. And I receive it. And I insist. Hallelujah. Then God will do what only he can do. Hallelujah. Leave them, leave them, leave them, leave them. You fight the fight of faith. Hallelujah. Of taking, finding what God's word says about the situation. Taking it. Meditate on it. You see, you chew it. You masticate it. If you want to put inside your pounder and pound it and eat it. But you stay with God's word. Hallelujah. And then you hold on to that word. And you make your stand on that word. Hallelujah. And then watch and see. If they will not all come and bow to you. Watch and see if that situation will not all of a sudden become like a tiny peanut in front of you. Hallelujah. See, this is how we fight. Our weapons is not a physical. Amen. Bible says they are mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. Are there strongholds surrounding you? Hallelujah. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty. Oh, and we have the word of God, church. You have the word of God, church. You have the power of God. Hallelujah. And you have the mighty Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
Oh, thank you, Lord. Come on, one more time. Lift your hands and give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Thank him for the one that he has done. For the one that he has not, that you have not seen that he has done yet. You give him thanks for that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For the one that you don't know, you don't know whether you need it or not. But you're expecting it. Just give him thanks for that one. Hallelujah. Oh, he has gone before you, church. There is nothing that you are facing that he has not seen and prepared you for it. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right. So one more time, let's say it for the Lord is God. And his mercies endure forever. Hallelujah. So greet someone. Person to your left, to your right. Greet someone. Tell them, I am so happy see you today. I am so glad you came to church. And then you can have your seats. Thank you. Back up. Thank you, POP. <laughs> Hallelujah. church today. Amen. I'm sure I have um, I'm sure I have burnt plenty of colors. <laughs> Look, if you cannot if you cannot relax if you cannot let loose in the house of God, I don't know. Amen. But this is the house of God. And you know what makes it the house of God? Not because it's a building. You know. It's the house of God because we're here. You see, we are the temples. We bring the presence of God here. And once we leave, we disclose and say, share the grace or don't share the grace and go. If you come back 15 minutes later, it's just a hall. Amen. Amen. I said you're welcome to church. You're welcome to another time in God's presence. Hallelujah. Um, I know I have had it quite a hectic last uh, two weeks. Amen. We had um, the true gospel one by one. Amen. When we came out, we gathered ourselves and how many of you were in attendance at um, one by one? Okay, yeah. So we had, we had a wonderful, wonderful time. Amen. We got almost 20 people born again. We got another, maybe five or ten, um, filled with the Holy Ghost, ministered to the sick, and it was an amazing time. Amen. And then we had um, the Angwan Sunday Fellowship on Wednesday. Amen. Where um, Mosi ministered. And we had another lovely wonderful time hallelujah amen now um i have slides oh i have slides that i prepared amen i've been learning i've been taking notes from kenneth amen even though i think we should move pastor ken from that seat because uh, uh, because uh, some people didn't use to used to do like they were firing thunder before, but now they are behaving like other people that used to fire thunder. So we think they should move. No, we should put a wall and separate the two of them. You are learning bad habits. I must tell you, Pastor Ken, 
and learning from bad habits. That last preaching you preach, it was choking us. We need only one thunder at a time. Yes. Amen. <laughs> you know, last week when um, Mama was, was preaching, and she was asking that, um, okay, I think it was from a, a Facebook or something post where a question was asked that if you were in trouble and you could be a Bible character, who would you be? Amen. Who would you want? Who comes and save you? So, me, I thought about it. I gave it a lot of thought. I gave it a lot of thought. And I decided the person that I want to come and save me is the person, you know, in the Old Testament, they were fighting a lot of wars. Always fighting wars. Their arms dealer, the person that was selling arms to them, is the person I want to come and save me. No, it's true now. They don't mention him. But the guy was cleaning out. War here, he will sell arms to them. War there, he will sell arms to them. All those wars David was fighting, was it with catapult they were using? I, I want the arms dealer to come back. I want the arms dealer to come and save me. Hallelujah. That is my own story and I'm, I'm sticking with it. Amen. But you know, eh, I can't help. When I read the Bible, when I read the Bible, I can't help but be amazed. Not just by what God's word says. Because I mean, God's word says some pretty amazing things. Hallelujah. When he, God will stand and tell someone that you will be blessed above all the nations of the earth. Hallelujah. God will proclaim, he proclaims things, blessings across generations. Amen. Blessings across generations. Delivered, you know, mighty men, mighty cities into the hands of a rabble. You know, a bunch of stiff-necked former slaves. Amen. You know, God's word is full of really big promises. Amen. Many of these promises, you can't really wrap your mind. You can't take it with your mind. Amen. Because, I mean, let's face it, maybe you're having rent problems. Maybe you don't have a job. Maybe there's no food in your house. Then when you now read some things, like, for you know the grace of God, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you might be made rich. You know, it should be hard for your mind to wrap itself. Your first instinct is to, ah, it cannot be referring to my Situation. It cannot be talking to me. Amen. You know, God's word is like that. It's full of big, you know, a big God making big promises. Hallelujah. But what I find the most amazing when I read the Bible, particularly the Old Testament, is not just the promises God's made, but the people that he made those promises to. Many of them completely, completely unworthy. Completely, as in you look at them and you're like, why? Amen. You know, I think um, Samson was, um, to me, one of the saddest characters in the Old Testament. To me, it might not be to you. How many of you know Samson? Yes. I mean, he had an unusual ability. He had an unusual anointing. Amen. But he was a womanizer. He was hot-tempered, obviously. Amen. He just wanted to do his own thing. But God still would, 
use him. I find that amazing that the, the, the people that we see that God dealt with in the Bible were not perfect people. Not at all. There's none. I can't think of any that would fall into the category of, you know, you're completely perfect. But God used them. And God's word worked for them. Hallelujah. Amen. Isaiah 55. I'm going to say, I'm going to double a little bit into what Mosi talked about on Wednesday and a little bit into what Mama preached on Sunday. Amen. I said um, Isaiah 55 verse 1. Okay. Um, let's read the King James. What's, um, we're going to switch to another translation. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Next verse. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Hallelujah. You know, I'm sure that whole, maybe it's a slang in, the, in that time. Amen. Maybe it's yo, or hey, or what's up, or whatever it is. Hallelujah. But it says ho, whatever that means. But can I see the message translation? We're going to read the same scripture, but from the message translation. Hey there. Hey there. Tell your neighbor, hey there. Ah, no, say it with swag now. Hey there. Mm-hmm. Hey there, all who are thirsty, come to the waters. Amen. You know, eh, when the devil wants to deal with people, people think that when the devil wants to deal with you, he will come and be showing you spirits, you know, or ah, the black cats that, you know, came. Or you open your door and you saw the broken egg shell. Ah! Evil, evil, evil. Amen. People, from, thank you, people from the village. Oh, hey, that lake, my colleague that I fought with last week. Uh-huh. I'm sure she's the one. Hallelujah. I'm sure some strange things happen, you know. People leave their chicken and, and broken egg. And me, I wonder about that. You know, what I wonder about that is that if this is the 21st century, go. In the 21st century, go. We need to upgrade. Don't believe, they should not believe in dead chicken. Anybody that wants to leave dead chicken for me, they should fry it and pepper it first and leave it at my doorstep. Don't break egg and leave for me. It's true now. They should upgrade. Hallelujah. Make a sponge cake with the eggs. Leave it at my doorstep. Amen. You can be coming anytime. Hallelujah. But I find it interesting that. You know, the devil, when he comes, he doesn't do all, he doesn't need all those things. He just needs to tell you lies. Mm-hmm. If I start coming to church now, they say it's because I'm frustrated and I don't have husband. Or they say it's because of, of or maybe you have, maybe you have absconded, maybe an abscondee from church. And you face problems. The devil will now tell you, hey, they don't go back there. They will now say it's because you're having problems, you're not coming back to church. 
Hallelujah. Look, I have it on good authority that God does not care why you come as long as you come. Jesus said, come unto me, all you who are weary, all you who are laden, heavy laden, all you who are facing trouble, all you who are looking for a job, who are looking for admission, all you who are looking for husband, looking for a child, don't go to the babalawo, come. Look, God does not care why you come to him. As long as you come. I listened to a TVN broadcast. I think it was um, was T.D. Jakes or Mr. T, one of them, yeah. You know, and he said, eh. So people say that um, uh, people should not come to Jesus because they are afraid of hellfire. And he said, ah, that's the perfect reason, no. Whether you're afraid of hellfire or you're afraid of the village people or you're afraid of the devil, Come. The point is that you have come. Amen. And see the prophet, yes, says he there, all who are thirsty, come to the water. Amen. Now it qualifies it. Are you penniless? Come anyway. Hallelujah. I grew up in um, in Sele Church. Hallelujah. Very fun place. Hey, Moses, is Moses, is Moses here? Moses is not here. Ah. Fun times. We sit down and we recount fun time. You know, Tele is Yoruba church. Jamboree all the way. Every Sunday was a party. Hallelujah. So we used to be happy going to church in the morning because we are waiting. Once the service ends, everybody's boots open. So literally, once the church door closes and the boots open, you now go from car. No! Every house comes with their jollof rice cooler and drinks, and we all jamboree after service. Every service, oh, not just Christmas or somebody born, or we loved it. Asele, awesome church. Let me tell you, those of you that think that God is not in Sele church, think again, oh, God is there, especially in people's boots. When you open that cooler of jollof rice. You will see the glory of God. Let me tell you. you will see. Eh? God is in your love, right? So eh? you will see the glory of God. So we loved, we loved going to church. Amen. Although the trick we used to do then was that, okay, my dad was an elder and my mom was, well, I can't remember exactly, but how it worked is that my mom needed to go early, but my dad had to stay late after service for meetings. Amen. So we would go late with my dad because in my own household the reverse was the case they say men always get ready and wait for the women in my own house the reverse was the case my mom always gets ready and waits for my dad so my dad was always 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 late so we'll go with my dad we'll go late might not get to church church starts maybe like nine or ten might not get it till 11 13. so we'll go with him then, by the time we get there, service will maybe like one and a half hours because they can't stay in Sele, can't stay. So maybe two, three hours, then service will end by two or three. Then we will not eat the food and then follow my mom back home who doesn't, because she has been there since nine. So she wants to go back home. So, so every Sunday was 
a party. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> so, come anyway. Buy and eat. Come. Buy your drinks. Buy wine. Because I say buy wine, you now say, Pastor G says it is okay to go and buy Burukutu. I did not say so. Amen. <laughs> That is not the type I'm talking about. <laughs> Believers, eh? California. They will take what you say on stage now. I'm gonna, I heard of one sister that came complaining. She's selling things. Because the pastor said, hey, I'm praying for supernatural debt cancellation. All your debts are canceled. The sister was complaining because all her things that she sells, people now took everything on credit. And when she now went to go and meet them for her money, they said, eh, that... All the adjects are cancelled. <laughs> if I hear, you will give me my money. Oh. <laughs> she said to, if she knew that they were going to pay her spiritual money, she too should have sold spiritual things to them. Amen. So I did not say monkey thing. I didn't say come and collect monkey tail from church. That's not what I said. Okay, so come, buy your drinks, buy wine and milk, Buy without money. Everything's free. Why do you spend your money on junk food? Everybody say junk food. We're not junk food now. Amen. Amen. I don't need to define junk food. You know? Children. Children. (laughs) Vera has defined it. And I'm sure if I give her the mic, she'll spend three hours defining it. So don't worry. No, no, let your heart be at rest. Even me, I want to go home. I will not give her the mic. Don't worry. Uh -uh. Hallelujah. She will define it and tell us all about how sugar is evil. Sugar is not evil. Don't mind her, Jerry. No. The Bible promised us the land flowing with milk and honey. Hallelujah. Sugar, honey is hundred percent sugar. Amen. No, but seriously, seriously, look, the problem for most people is not what you eat, it is how you eat. You should not be taking ice cream all the time. Amen. You have you have JD JD. Oh, hallelujah. And it will not be a spiritual attack. Amen. You should not eat junk food, fry fry all the time. You should not live in ex- God doesn't want us living in excess in any area. In our diet, our food, in spiritual things, in physical things, we should not be living in excess. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody called me last year complaining. She said she wanted to leave her church. Amen. I was like, okay, why? Because It's important why you are leaving. I'm not saying you should go. I'm not saying you should stay. But why you want to leave your church is important. She said, eh. She found out that she was giving all her money to church. And she was spending all her time in church. And then all her friends were church people. So that her circle, her universe was just too small. I said, it's your fault. You are completely, seriously self, chronically imbalanced. How can you spend all your time in church? Amen. Is anywhere the Bible that says you spend all your time in church? That means you don't go to work. That means you are very unfaithful in your office. 
That means you don't take care of anything. Because there are so many things to take care of. We come to church, we gather to hear God's word, to minister to God, to fellowship, iron sharpens iron, hallelujah. But we don't come here so that what we hear will come. You know, it's easy to walk in love in church. Is it to go around and say, I love you with the love of the Lord? Yeah. Oh, yes, I love you with the love of the Lord. Yeah. Now, go back to your office and, just, and tell your, somebody will vex you. You tell the person, Waka. <laughs> no, if you do it, I'm not condemning you. No judging. Amen. As my kids like to say, no judging. I'm not judging you. Amen. But you see, the reason you come to church is to learn. How to respond. So that when the colleague insults you, you won't tell them waka. You will say, God bless you. Amen. Amen. The reason why you come to church is to hear, you come to hear about faith. When you now go out and you meet a situation and they tell you that, Kai, your file cannot go past that desk. You will tell them that with God, all things are possible. You won't say, eh, hey, okay, okay, what will I do? Hey, in this life, it's who you know. Hey, hey, it's who you know. Hey, this Nigeria, okay. If you don't know anybody now, nothing for you are finished. Hey, you go to church to hear eh, about how you are more than a conqueror. So that when you go out and they tell you you are finished, you say, no, I am just starting. Amen. Amen. So I told her, you are imbalanced. Obviously, you're not even acting on God's word because you don't even have time to act on God's word. How can you spend all your time in church? Amen. We give you words for life. We give you words to build you up. We give you words to, pro- you know, the world bash you, bash you, bash you. You come here, you hear words of life, words of encouragement, words that build your faith, words that encourage you. But not for you to stay here, not for us to gumbo you together. So that we go out there. Hallelujah. And we lay hold on eternal life. And we enforce God's command and God's will for our lives. Amen. So I told her, you're spending too much time in church. You're imbalanced now. Of course you'll be frustrated. She said, eh, she's giving all her money to church. I said, who told you to give all your money to church? No, it's good though. No, we say, hey, Pastor G said she's not giving to church. I did not say that. Amen. But the Bible says, he that gives bread to the eater also give seed to the sower. Hallelujah. Somebody called me. A very good friend of mine, you know. Very good friend of mine. And if you know me, you know that the way me I show affection is insults. I mean, when I love you, I will yab you. So if I'm always yabbing, you just know that I love you, even if I don't say it. Just know. I'm very, my yabs are full of affection. If you can just open the container, you will see love inside. True. <laughs> even most he knows now. <laughs> So because she's my very good friend, I felt free to yab her very well. And she called me, said, ah, hey, dupes. No, how does she call me? And she called me woman of God. Woman of God. Eh, Kai, now she needs money to rent. They need rent. They need uh, rent. Then I was so, I was all set to join my faith with her and even think of how I will even contribute to the rent. Now I said, eh, but actually, eh, that guy. I said, how much is the rent? She said it was um, 300 or 400. Let's just say it was 400. She said, ah, actually, she had the money one time, but it was not complete. I was like, eh, how much did you have? Ah, that she had 250. So, ah, that says money was not enough. She said, so it as a seed. I said, you're a stupid girl. 
you are very, very stupid. She said, how about I say, yes, you are stupid. What, kind of, what is wrong with saving it? What is wrong with keeping it until it's complete? Don't get me wrong. Look, if God speaks to you to sow a seed, yeah. obey. But don't take what God has told somebody. Your Somebody, somebody had an encounter with God, had an experience with God. They obeyed God and it worked for them. You now, you don't want to put yourself through the discipline of saving. Because look, saving is not about money. Oh. People ask those kind of stupid, stupid questions. You know, is, uh, is it scriptural to save? Um, I ask you, is it scriptural to starve? <laughs> no, it's simple. The answer is simple now. They say, eh, saving doesn't make you rich. I say, eh, but it will make you poor. You don't push yourself to the discipline of saving. You now give yourself a cop out. Eh? That person sold their last, their something, something. And I say, babe, better go and start gathering the money, small, small. The one that I was, waiting to, I was waiting to give you, I will not give you now until the money is almost complete. Before you carry my own too and go and sow it as a seed. I am not sowing seed to your man of God. I am giving you money for rent. Let us get it clear. I have no business with your man of God. I don't know your man of God. I know you. Amen. Amen. I don't know how I got there about that. Anyway, whatever they have is con- is contagious. Maybe. No, but see, see, see. This is not my real face. Oh. <laughs> this is not my real face. <laughs> no, but I'm saying it with love. <laughs> so I have that very well and I didn't give her the money sure, because can you have rent of 400 to pay now carry 250 and go and sew it as is it are you mad <laughs> no no ah, this one is even small I heard about the ones husband and wife they had rent of 350 to pay eh Somebody gave them, somebody heard about their situation, gave them 200K as part of their... See, God used to try for us. God tries for people. It's people's foolishness that is their trouble, their problems sometimes. True. God tries. Somebody gave them 200K. They went to go and buy phone for each, the two of them, husband and wife. They went and bought phone, 100K for each other. Now, since the money is not enough, okay, somebody get them 250. So they went and bought phone, 100, 100K for each other. You must understand that at that time, big phone was 40K, 30K. That, no matter when Blackberry was raining, you would gather, gather 30K and go and buy correct Blackberry. Somebody get them 250. They went and bought 100K phone for themselves, husband and wife, and they now sold 50K as a seed towards their rent. <laughs> And you tell me that the pastor should not be caning some people. <laughs> I will leave thunder for the thunder committee. Those that have PhD in thunder. Okay, I will leave it for you people. Amen. The Bible says you give as you've made up your own mind to do. You pay your tithe. You give to the work of the Lord. Hallelujah. But you see, you save. Amen. You invest. You go home and you see your neighbor in need. You give to them. Don't pack up. You see, most people's giving, the problem with a lot of people's giving is that it is greedy, 
covetousness, giving. You think giving is like, you know, slot machine, like Kalu Kalu. I put in 50K, God will give me back 500K. I put in back 20K, and God will give me back 200K. That is not how it works. Thank you. It is, it's, it's, it's not MMMO, not Miriam Moses. Hallelujah. Giving is about obedience. It's about doing what God tells you to do. It's about providing needs in his house. It's about helping your fellow uh, neighbors. Somebody told me once that eh, he had one resource that he wants to give out to, but he wants to give it to his man of God because giving to the man of God, the field is more fertile. Amen. He's my friend, so I couldn't tell him what was on my mind. But what was on my mind? The question I wanted to ask him, is that this foolishness, were you born with it? Or you acquired it along the way? That was the question on my mind. But at least you are laughing while I'm administering my own now. You know, most people feel like crying. <laughs> no, but seriously, how? No, look at this story in the Bible. This story in the Bible. Remember who remembers? It's not that funny now, Mosi. It's not that funny. <laughs> no, no, no. But some people's foolishness. You have to ask that question. Were you born with this? Is it your parents that did it to you? Or you somehow acquired it? Maybe bad company or something. Some people's foolishness, you have to ask. True. <laughs> when I was in secondary school, I was in Form 5. You know, the last class, the terminal class was Form 5. We didn't have a SS3 that time. So the prefects in my set were very annoying. I think it's like that with every set. Your mates are prefects, they'll be vexing you. So the, they carried us, a bunch of us, to go and clean the dining hall, big dining hall, and left a prefect, our mate, to supervise us. That when you finish your own portion, you write your name. So it was the commandant that gave that order. Write your name. If your name is not on that list, you're going to suffer punishment. And so unfortunately, the prefect that was supervising us is one of, is, was my personal nemesis. My best, I had enemies in secondary school. I don't have enemies again. All of you, I love you with the love of the Lord. <laughs> Jesus has come into my heart. I don't have enemies again. But that time I had enemies. And that particular prefect was my personal enemy. As if we could not stand the sight of each other. They now made him to supervise us. So I finished my work quick, 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 quick. I said, oh yeah, Emeka, his name was Emeka. Oh yeah, Emeka, write my name now. He turned and eyed me. Please write my name. Others will come. They'll finish. He will look at their work, write their name. Am I can write my name now? Just look at me. You have not finished. I say, look at it. Others will say, ah, she has finished. You say, no, she has not finished. That's how we used to do ourselves, actually. We used to show ourselves very well. So, out of annoyance, I was like, eh, write my name. Are you mad? Like, eh, I'm going to report you to the commandant because you cannot abuse the commandant's prefect. That was the rule. I didn't mind, though. I was because. I, so we all matched ourselves to commandant's office. He reported me that eh, me I insulted him. So the commandant, then his name was Eba. Okay, his name was E B Okodaso. So we just call him Eba. So, <laughs> so he turned to me and said, Why did you abuse my prefect? I said, I did not abuse 
the prefect, I didn't abuse him. Did I abuse you? He said, yes, you abused me. You said, I'm not bad. He said, hey, why did you say? I said, no, I did not abuse him. I just asked him a question. I asked him, are you mad? The commander stood. Okay. Are you mad? He turned to the boy. <laughs> the boy said, no. He said, okay, go. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, my point is that some things are not abuse. They are description. If somebody is stupid, to tell him he's stupid, to say he's stupid, it's not an abuse. It's just a description. Amen. That's what I'm trying to say here. I'm not trying to abuse anybody. So, she now said, the third thing, she now said, all her friends are church people. She doesn't, you know, it's the same old, same old people. I say, hey, how won't you be frustrated? That means you are not friendly anywhere except in church. The Bible says he that wants friends should make himself friendly. That means in your compound, you, you know how born again in those days, they were the people with the sour faces. No, remember now. No, God has done a lot for us in the body of Christ in Nigeria. And when I got born again, the born again people were always frowning, always just always looking angry. Always, you go to the bank, the, sorry, I don't mean any disrespect, I love them. But you go to the bank, and it's the deeper life people that were always frowning, you don't want to go near them. Because, hallelujah. Funny enough, I lived with them my final year in school, and they were so nice. Glory to God. I said, look, you cannot be unfriendly everywhere except in church. And you don't think you be, and you think you'll not be frustrated. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It would be nice, eh? it would be nice if we could all hear God's word, you know, and you know when God's word comes to you, you know, there is a, you receive it with gladness. Hallelujah. It would be nice if nothing ever came to test that word. I was telling healing team on, um, on Friday. Hallelujah. You know when mama was preaching? And she talked about the parable of the sower, remember? About they that um, received the word and okay, that fell on among the weeds and the thorns. Hallelujah. And then it sprung up. And the Bible said that when persecution and affliction ariseth for the word's sake, it choked the word. Remember? Who doesn't remember? So that we can give you the message since you were sleeping in church. Amen. Okay, everybody remembers. So, I was saying on Wednesday that it talks about persecution arising for the word's sake. You know, that's the burden. When you hear God's word, the devil will come and try it. That is just his job. It's his job description. He's not even paying, they're not giving him salary for it, but he just does it. Amen. But see, there's one more thing. When God's word comes to you, you see, there is the burden for you to act on it. Amen. There's a burden for you to act on that word. Anyway, let's continue um, Isaiah 55. Where did I stop? Why do you spend your money on junk food? Your hard-earned cash on cotton candy. Oh yes, I remember now. We're talking about how we all love junk food. Amen. Everybody should confess you all like junk food now. You may not eat it, but you like it. Hallelujah. The way physical junk food will make you unhealthy. Hallelujah. 
That is the same way spiritual junk food will make you unhealthy. Amen. Now listen to me. Listen well. Eat only the best. Fill yourself with only the finest. Pay attention. Come close now. Listen carefully to my life-giving, life-nourishing words. Amen. This is where I'm getting to. It might not have seemed like it, but this is where I was getting to. Amen. Um, now, Mosi talked on Wednesday about faith. 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 And he said faith comes by hearing. Amen. Look, there is no way, church, this is an absolute. Amen. You know when I say something is an absolute, that means there is no exception. This is an absolute. There is no other way faith can come except by hearing. Amen. And look, hearing is not just a come to church. Amen. Saying that it's automatic that you come to church, you know, if I come to church, my faith will grow. It's automatic. It's like saying because I spend all my time in the bakery and we turn to bread. No, that sounds ridiculous. But it's just as ridiculous. You see, you must give attention to God's word. Hallelujah. See, eh, I have a problem. It's just me. I have a problem with women's fellowships. Me. Just because I notice that women, they like operating under this myth that they are special. We like feeling like we are special. God made you special. You are meant to enjoy. You, are, you should not suffer. Hey, look for a man that will take care of you. You are not meant to suffer. Then who is meant to suffer? <laughs> no, really, who did God create to suffer? Eh? 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 God does not like the men, only the women. Eh? And instead, eh? instead of us to sit down, and hear God's word and develop our faith. Either we are looking for financial upgrade via husband or boyfriend. Amen. Amen. No, it's true now. Or we are looking for some mythical perfect place. But the devil does not make exceptions. Oh. He does not say, hey, you're a woman, I believe you alone. Amen. See, the matter syndrome has not ended, though. Has not finished. You can be busy with legitimate things, but none of those things will build your faith. Amen. Amen. That's why, for instance, if you notice, we don't have. We, once it's time for the word, everybody, usher, protocol, they all come and sit down. Have you ever noticed that? We don't have all those people that do busy in church, form busy, doing nothing, wasting their time, saying they are coming to church. If you are not hearing what God is saying, if you are not hearing God's word, you are wasting your time. Yeah. And what is even worse, you are wasting our own time. Yeah. Amen. Because Jesus did not come so that he would give men fish. He came to make fishers of men. Hallelujah. He came to teach us how to solve our problems. How to take God's word and solve our problems. How to stand and resist the devil. Hallelujah. How to get up in the face of trials and tribulations and still keep moving forward. That's what Jesus came for. Hallelujah. Not to pet anybody. 
The devil does not make exceptions. Hallelujah. But, you, know, you know women, when they start having children, they like feeling like they've accomplished something that nobody else has accomplished. The way you do that you have not had children, you're like, hey, okay, God will do it for you. I'm like, hey, amen. My mind, I'm like, you're yeah, much. <laughs> no, what's wrong with you? Is that an accomplishment? Amen. And you don't spend time. You know, you can spend time taking care of children. Spend time cooking. Amen. And that's the problem with women's fellowships. They like jamboree. Amen. They like jamboree, eh? But the devil is still there, walking about like a roaring lion. Amen. Looking for whom he will devour. Amen. So if you were happy that I was having the win, and I'm, I'm turning to you next. Amen. See, faith is not braggado. It's not wearing black shades and feeling cool. It is not hanging your trousers at the middle of your bum bum and saying, uh-huh. Amen. Those things do not solve your problem. Oh. Street cred. They are hailing you in your neighborhood. Do not solve your problem. So. Amen. Sit down. Settle down. Amen. Amen. And hear God's word. Amen. Bible says, come. If you are thirsty, if you have a need, if you have troubles, come and hear God's word. Stop being, stop distracting yourself with rubbish. Amen. Amen. Those of you at the back, they're like gisting when the message is going on. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> you're pointing fingers at yourselves. If you're not hearing God's word, you're wasting your time. Amen. Amen. If the fear of God, church, eh, is the beginning of wisdom, hearing God's word is the beginning of faith. You cannot get around it. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot play piano and build your faith. You cannot turn the knobs behind yeah, and build your faith. Amen. See, you cannot even go around sharing food and build your faith. Oh. No. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Don't worry. God's word is medicine to your flesh. It's healing. It's healing. So any arrows that have wounded you, God's word will heal and soothe you. <laughs> See, this faith, eh? when you read Hebrews 11, okay, I'm going to challenge everyone here. Amen. Go home. Read Hebrews 11. I call it the faith hall of fame. It's just a list of what people have done by faith. And interestingly enough, the number one, the first person in quotes that that scripture talks about is God himself. God made this world by his faith. Amen. Not some spooky, godish aura, some godish, you know, potion. He took his magic wand and just pointed. No. Bible says by faith we understand that the worlds were made by the word. Hallelujah. So that things that are seen were made by things that do not appear. God did not make this world out of nothing. And God does not do something. I know it's a nice song we like to sing. 
God can make something out of nothing is a lie. God made this world out of his word. And that is how he will recreate and you will create anything. Not by nothing. You sit down and say God can do anything out of nothing. It's a lie. You need God's word. You need to build your faith, church. Hallelujah. Or else you will always be needing someone to give you fish. You will always be relying on somebody. Relying on somebody else's ATM. You can heal big name all you like. <laughs> it's terrible, oh! If for the next ten years you are still hailing big name and waiting for handouts, that's it's like something that they will say your village people did you, but it's not village people; it's you that did yourself. Yes, Amen. Yeah. Hear God's word. Amen. See, take the things that you hear, church, seriously. Now, I'm going to finish this way. There's another line. The devil tells people, Luke 6, 47. Amen. Amen. I've, what have I said now? I've said we should hear God's word, right? That's the beginning of faith. That is the basis. You cannot get faith anywhere else. Now, there's another line that the devil likes to tell people. And it takes several forms, but it's the same thing. Either he will say... If only you had more money, all your problems will be solved. Amen. That's one form of the same lie. Sometimes it comes another way and say, eh, let them be talking there. All these rich, rich people, should they get money? So they can be talking like that. That's another form of the same lie. Hallelujah. And so you assume that maybe someone is, you know, big on good works. Maybe somebody is always giving. Or, okay, let's take Oga now. I mean, he's, his hands are always open. You say, ah, it's because he has plenty. That is why he's giving. Me too, when I have plenty, I will start, start giving. Amen. Look. Trouble comes to everyone. Amen. Tell your neighbor, trouble comes to everyone. See, money is not an insulation, oh. Hallelujah. Money is not an insulation. Trouble comes to everyone. But okay, don't take my word for it. Let us see what Jesus said. Let me read my own Bible. And you should read your own Bible. Hallelujah. Everyone should be reading their Bible. Oh. Hallelujah. As a believer, you should be reading your Bible. It is not works. You should be reading your Bible every day. Hallelujah. Or else you'll be a spiritual ignoramus. No, it doesn't. You don't know what belongs to you, what you have. You should be reading your Bible. All right. So, um... I said Luke 6, right? Yes. Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. Next. He is like a man which built an house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when, everybody say when. 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 Not if. When. When. Hallelujah. There's a Matthew's account who knows most of, where is the Matthew account 
Matthew 7. Okay, let me look for it. Let's look for the Matthew account. I like that one better. Matthew 7:24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the flood came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Now everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which builteth his house upon the sand. And the rain descended. And the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Amen. Now see these two men. The Bible gives you two scenarios. One who heard the words and did them, Abby. And then another man who heard the words and did not do them. Ko? So, now the rain descended, Ko. But it descended on one of them and not the other. So the rain came on the two of them. Eh? The two of them heard the word. But what was the difference? One heard and did. One heard and did not do. Then the rain came on the both of them. And you see, their outcomes were different. Not because the rain did not fall on the two. Not because the word did not come to the two. But you see, the outcome was different because one heard the word and did not do it. Amen. Look, many times eh, we blame the storms of life for where we are. Amen. But there is no trouble that befalls you that has not befallen every other person. In fact, Peter writes to the believers and said that this trouble is being suffered by all believers in the whole world. Amen. Then the devil deceives you that your problem is special. You need a special miracle. You need a special anointing. No, you don't. You need to hear God's word and you need to do it. You need to build your faith. That is the difference between the house founded on the rock and the house on the sand. They heard the word and they did it. Hallelujah. So you need to stop hearing God's word and say, hey, now them, them. You need to hear it, church. Listen to me and listen well. Hear God's word and start doing it. Amen. Or else your house will keep on falling. the storms of life comes to everyone oh. there's nothing happening to you that has not happened to somebody else and Hebrews 11 makes us understand that if one person overcame by faith then anybody can overcome by faith if one person received the dead back to life by faith then anybody can do it if one person created the world by faith then anybody can create their world by faith you can create your financial world by faith you can create your relationship your marriage world by faith you can create any world you want by faith because one person somewhere has done it hallelujah one person somewhere has been delivered from the mouth of lions so you can do it too hallelujah some are lying devils to deceive you yeah. eh, it's because they have money now people will not get a problem Mm-mm, it's because they have sense faith sense and you do not yeah. start building your faith sense amen, amen. amen. don't waste your time oh faith does not come by prayer oh does not come by good works. Does not come by hanging around big name. Coming to the office every day. Coming to eat in mama's kitchen. That is not how faith comes. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> you people are disrupting my service. You see? <laughs> This is not arrow now. Just close your eyes and see my soft, soothing touch rubbing your head. <laughs> you might need faith to do it, but uh, just imagine I'm soothing you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> After church, you go to Mama's house and eat and be happy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Church, hear God's word. Amen. And do them. Don't cut yourself off. Don't limit yourself. And what is even worse, don't limit God because of your laziness. Amen. Amen. Look, eh? I have testimonies that even me, I wonder. For me, I'm still amazed by it that now. Um, Mike, my play you know better than I. <laughs> you know, so there's something uh, about trouble that forces you to confront what you really believe. You know, you can get up and say, ah. Money comments, money comments, and then you say, Ah, there is nothing God cannot do. What's that popular phrase now? That what God cannot do does not exist. I don't want to say many of them are confused, but I didn't say it. Um, I did not say it, though. I did not say it. I don't want to say it, and I did not say it. Amen. Look, God's word is the basis for faith, it's the foundation. We didn't read that scripture. Let me see, where is it? Jude. That's which that says, are you building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying the Holy Ghost? I think the TPT says, you uh, using the foundation of your faith, pray in the Holy Ghost. You see, faith is the foundation for anything you want to receive from God. You cannot pray if you don't know what God's word says about it. You are just making noise, feeding your flesh, making yourself happy. If you don't know what God's word says about that situation, you are not in faith. That is just the way it is. Hear God's word and do it. I was looking for, there's one newsletter, one devotional that I read a long time ago. And I was looking for it because I he gave three things that when they looked at people that, successful people, people that have made it, people that, you know, have, you know, people that we look up to. And when they studied them, there were, there were three things, but I can only remember two. So I was looking for it. But those two stick through in my mind. That when they looked at all these men, great men, people that we look up to, these were the things that they all had in common. Hallelujah. Number one was their ability to press forward, even in the face of adversity. Church, trouble comes to everyone. You need to build your spiritual tenacity. You need to use God's word to encourage yourself. Build your courage. Amen. You need to use God's word to build your hope. Build your faith. The Bible says um, the spirit of a man will help him in the day of his um, adversity. Amen. You need to build. 
build spiritual stamina. And only God's word, hearing his word and acting on it can do that for you. So, your ability to press forward. Because look, adversity will not finish. Amen. You don't need to send out an SOS for trouble. They are all, it is coming. It is around. It's camped about you. They have come the queue, self. As this one, you finish solving this one, the next one will step up. You don't need to pray for trouble. It is everywhere. Who, which of you has to look for trouble? We say No, we say it, but really you don't have to. Adversities will never finish. But look, your ability to stay in the face of opposition and trouble and still keep moving forward. Amen. You still keep moving forward. They say no, but you still keep moving forward. You don't have the money, but you still keep moving forward. You find a way, because faith will find a way. Hallelujah. You don't know anyone, but you still keep moving forward. You still, I will find a way. Hallelujah. And secondly, your ability to find joy, even in difficult situations. Small thing now. They'll go and drink a tapia. My boyfriend died. They'll go and drink a tapia. When I heard the one about one lady that her boyfriend died, she used to drink a tapia. See if she was my child then. I will send her to a convent for five years. Know those convents where they take a vow of silence and pray 17 hours a day. Then maybe they will do good works for three hours. And then sleep for four hours. You stay there for five years. And then you come out, you see man and you will run. <laughs> what kind of rubbish is that? Small adversity, a depressed. Look, I'm not saying depression is not a problem. But the, look, the solutions to life's problems is not to discuss it, discuss how bad things are. Or sit down and be thinking about it, thinking about it. Oh, why me? It's only me. Mm-mm. Look, when the world presses you, church, run to God's word. Like David, encourage yourself in the Lord. I quoted that place already. David, look, he faced adversities. Armies, which of you here has armies chasing him? Hallelujah. Your children plotting to take your throne. <laughs> but you know it's David that said many there be that surround me many that many there be that surround me about many there be that say of my soul there is no help for him in God but thou O oh Lord are a shield for me my glory and the lifter of my head. You see, in those places where nobody is there to encourage you, you use God's word to encourage yourself. Hallelujah. You tell yourself, the Lord is my shepherd. The landlord is knocking at the door. The bills are, are surrounding everywhere. But you will tell yourself, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Hallelujah. You will encourage yourself with God's word. You will encourage yourself. You will find the joy in this situation. Eh, eh, my problem is that eh, there was nobody to encourage me. You let God's word encourage you. Let God's word encourage you. Hallelujah. 
find the joy. Not find Otapiapia. Find the joy. Amen. Amen. Let God's word speak to you, church. I can't look. I've been there, done that too. I'm not talking from up there. I have been in a situation where I sat down. I was so sick. I did not know what to do. And I sat down looking at my, my pills, wondering how many I need to take so that I don't wake up again. I have been there. You find the joy. Let God's word encourage you. Trouble, trouble will reveal to you what you really believe. Whether you are just shouting money comment because others were shouting, or whether you really believe your needs are met. Whether by his stripes you are really healed or you are just saying it because others were saying it. Trouble will, you see, it will, it's not only the word of God that is a divider between soul and spirit. Trouble can do that too, sometimes. She said, it will show you the one that you are just mimicking other people. Church, faith does not come by mimicking. Amen. By hanging around people of faith. Amen. By walking the walk Amen. and talking the talk and wearing your suit. Under the old sun, wear your man of God's suit with tie and be sweating like a goat. I carry your big Bible. That is not how faith comes. It's not a look. It's not a look. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Faith comes by hearing. And then when you've heard, you'll hear it again. And then you will keep hearing. Faith does not come by having heard. You make sure you're always hearing. And you're always hearing. And you're always hearing. And then you make sure you're always doing. And you're always doing. You're always doing. James calls God's word a mirror. You look into the mirror. Amen. It tells you who you are. And then you go and act like who you are. Hallelujah. That word, to be a doer of the word, is from the Greek word, Hippocrates. Amen. It's the word they used to call the actors of those times. Their own theater. They had actors. That same word is the word that they used to call those actors. James now says, be a doer of the word. You look into the mirror and you see who you are. And then you now go and act it. Glory to God, church. Oh, look. This word, eh? This faith. It will move any mountain. Any mountain. It will cure any cancer, any disease. It will unravel even the most complicated of situations. Amen. Even if your head has not been correct since the day you were born, this God's word will correct it for you. True. Say, ah, I don't know why I behave like that. I don't know why I always think like that. You need, there's nothing wrong with you. You need God's word. It will correct your thinking. It will form, thank you, it will format your brain for you. And you will start seeing well. And you will start seeing the goodness of God everywhere. And you will start seeing that God has a plan for your life. And it's a good plan. And that you are not a mistake. You're not an accident. And many people may have told you that you will not amount to anything. You will start seeing it. God has a plan for me. And I was born for such a time as this. And I and the children which the Lord has given me are for signs and wonders. Church, you are for signs and wonders. Oh. You are for signs and wonders. You are not for being beaten down, being pressed down, life turning, tossing you up and down. Maybe that's what's happening to you, but look, that is not what you were meant for. You were meant to show forth and to reflect the glory of God. You were meant to prove by argument and by example, demonstrate the goodness of God. You are meant to be 
an example of the goodness and the loving kindness of God. You are meant to be an example of them that they came out of nowhere, but look how far God took them. That is what you are meant for. Hallelujah. You're not meant to be a parasite or a liability all the days of your life. You are meant to be a leader of men. You are meant to be a feeder of nations. Look, you are meant to be the salvation of your family. Maybe nobody, everybody in your house, nobody has amounted to anything. You are meant to be the salvation of your household. You were meant to go further than anyone in your family ever went to. You are meant to fly higher than you ever thought you could dream, church. You are meant to do more. Look, much more than you could even ask or imagine. That is what you are meant for, church. Hallelujah. That is what, look, that is God's plan for you. It's not God's plan for anyone to be a doormat, to be a hanger-on. No, 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 no. You are meant to live in the glory of God. Oh, and even more important, you are meant to point other men to the way. That's what you are meant for. Men will see you and say, come, come. I want to know how. I want to know why. Because I know where you are coming from. And I can see where you are now. And I know that it's not as uh, we say in Yoruba, can you show you last song? No, be just as what tonight they see. There's something more. Amen. Glory to God, church. Oh, for we know the thoughts that he has for us. They are thoughts of good and not evil to give us an expected end. Bible says, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has laid up, prepared and kept ready for you. But by his spirit, he will reveal it to you. Glory to God, church. Come on, church. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, if you are, look, if you are thirsty, come. If you're hungry, come. Come to these waters. Come and learn how to buy without money. Don't spend your time on junk, junk foods. Things that don't profit you. Relationships that don't profit you. Talk jokes that don't profit you. Behavior that doesn't profit you. Amen. Come and learn how to live. Really live, church. Yeah. Come and lay hold on eternal life. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Look, eh? You may be feeling disadvantaged. Maybe a lot of the opportunities seem to be beyond your reach. But look, if you will take God's word, allow God to teach you. Amen. Allow God to lead you it is. Amen. Are you listening? Wherever it is 
that you want to go. Amen. Look, this is the God that we serve. Wherever it is you want to go in this life, God will get you there. God can get you there. not just under the barrel you're under it you know you're not just at the bottom you're under under wherever you want to go God can take you there the Bible says to him that is able to do exceeding church exceeding abundantly above imagine to him be all praise and glory and honor throughout the ages hallelujah oh we give you praise lord we give you praise lord we give you praise lord thank you lord thank you lord thank you for listening you can call us on 091-25-2245-4587. You can also visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SGC Kaduna.